Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host of this. Somewhat informative, somewhat depressing at times, but overall, pushing you in a positive podcast. Uh, My name is Matt. Thanks again just tuning in. If you're new, welcome. Check out my Instagram. I try to post there as much as I can before the last couple of weeks of, well, last week of April, early May. I was a little bit busy. I got this new job and I worked a couple of 10, 12 hour days. And, you know, you come home, wake up early, come home. Spend time with the kids, the wife, take a shower, go to bed. Not really that many, not much time, you know, posting stuff, posting some content. I had episodes lined up, so I mean, I was able to get those out. You know, little things here and there. But I do apologize. Well, you know what? I don't apologize. That's life. Sometimes we make time. Sometimes we don't have time. And, you know, it just happens. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say, but no, I, ch- I try to be there. I try to be a little bit more engaging. You know what I mean? But thanks again for listening. And for this episode, I wanted to talk about... Wanting to mend my family issues. Ooh, sounds rough. Now, I like many personally, if you haven't been following, if you do, you know, I have many issues with my family. But one thing growing up with a bunch of friends, it was common hate for your own family. And it really wasn't the quote unquote teenage thing. It was more of the, we had issues with what was going on. One friend had issues with his parents being so much into the church. They couldn't do anything like the rest of us could. They couldn't celebrate their holidays birthdays, I wasn't really sure. They couldn't go out on Saturdays. They couldn't celebrate Halloween, you know, and and other things. Other friends, their families were drunks. Others had addicts. And a few were part of that gang life. And believe it or not, some were just kind of on their own. Meaning one of those kids that we finished school, they went home and they had their own set of keys because nobody else was there because their mom had to work. They had a single mom. Both their parents were out, so they had to go pick up the little brother from the other class, go home, lock the door, you know, make some little lunch for themselves. And yeah, that was I mean by they're on their own. And you know, I know a lot of these people are still feeling some of these effects and are bringing these emotions and feelings up into adulthood. And of course, if you've been listening, you've heard some of my own. From my parents, my prison mom, my, I'd rather drink and smoke weed than hang out with my son father, my somewhat of a weird uncle, and overall how things work. But now, mostly about being an adult and being a dad and a husband and trying to be a better person. I'm a good person, I think. But you put this pressure on yourself just to be a little bit better sometimes. If you had a rough day with the kids, it's always, well, how can I make tomorrow better? Everybody has their ups and downs. Don't beat yourself up over it. If you're willing to make that change, look at yourself and see, how can I change this for the next day? Like I tell the kids, if they had a rough day, that's behind us now. This is the nighttime. We're ready to go to sleep. You get your rest. Tomorrow's a new day and let's try to look forward and let's start start again. Makes it feel a little bit better because let's face it, sometimes when kids are little shits and they're angry and they're just mad at you because, I don't know, they have their tantrums. At the end of the night, they still feel bad and it's taken a lot out of them. So just reassuring them, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress. We have our good days, we have our bads, but don't beat yourself up. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's move forward. They get that. They understand something that seeps into their memory, you know? You know, but one thing about everything is that I'm stubborn as hell. This is my trait, and my kids have picked up this. And this is also a family trait that I've inherited. Like my relatives before me, 
Once you start speaking to one another, we stop. My aunt to my grandma was around 10 years since they really talked to the end until after she passed away. Talked to her, she didn't talk to her for like 10 years and then my grandma passed away. Put it that way. Uh, my uncle, one of my uncles around 10 years, another aunt around five to six years. Problem is we all have our problems. We all have our blowups. To save face with everybody, to, I guess, to take it easy, we just stop talking to the family. It's so much easier to leave than try to mend something with the stubborn, stubborn people. I know. But growing as a person, there's, <sighs> there's part of me that wants to fix things in a way, but still stay away. Maybe I want a clear conscience. Maybe it's more to just kind of clear things in the air. In a sad way, I think I'm doing it more for my own mental clarity than actually caring about their feelings. Hey, it sounds brutal. That's just how I feel. I'm trying to work things out here. You know what I mean? I'm trying to lay things out. I'm trying to lay all these problems on the, on the table. And right now I'm just trying to untangle them. So don't crucify me yet. But you know, maybe I'm just too hurt. Or enough time has passed to where I stopped caring. Uh, or I'm past care. You know, we're teaching about the kids, about their feelings and expression, their emotions. But at this point, I feel like I can't, I can't take my own advice. At some point, I have to think. I have to show an example for the kids. The more I think about it, it feels like I'm trying to please everyone but myself. But deep down inside, I, I don't know, I just don't care. I think I don't, I think I don't care about how they feel about me right now. I don't care if they miss me or... I don't know. It's sad, but I got my own things to worry about right now. I got my own, my own world, my own setup. I got my family, wife, kids. I got an aunt. I got some other families going through some things. I got my in-laws. I got some close friends. I mean, my world's kind of closed off and small, and I really don't have time to bring them in. It's sad to say, but sad is it wrong. Maybe a little bit of both, but that's just how I feel right now. I just don't see any of this. I just don't. If I don't see them, if I don't see any of them the rest of my life, it's sad to say I think I can live with that. If I don't mend things, I think I can live with that. Again, I'm just saying this right now. People change. People get older. I may get older. I'm only 33, 30. Wait, how old am I? I'm 33. Damn it. Um, I'm going to be 34 next month. No, this month in May that I'm recording it. Damn it again. Wow. I still feel like I'm just going about to 1030. I still feel like I'm in my late, early, mid 20s. Damn, time's a bitch. Well, whatever. I feel good. Fuck that. I feel good. I'm 34, but whatever. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to own up to it. I got a kick-ass family. You know, that, that's just me. I'm 34-year-old. I'm proud. It sounds wrong that I've gotten past that line or feeling hurt and sad, but I just don't feel nothing sometimes. And it's a bit sad, but this is where I am. And to quote, oh man, I'm going to butcher her name. Iyana Yanla Van Zandt. I'm sorry if I butchered that name, but if you know who I'm talking about, I'm going to spell her name I-Y-A-N-L-A, last name V-A-N-Z-A-N-T, Z-A-N-T, not Tay, the hell Tay is. But I butchered her name, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm bad with some of these pronunciations. But she says, family is supposed to be our safe haven. Very often, it's a place where we find the deepest heartache. I read that and I said, boom. That's exactly how I feel, how I could describe things. And you know, this is this was some of the research I was doing for this episode. Not necessarily to throw facts at you, but when I way I write some of these episodes is that I get a subject and I start looking up, you know, how could I get better? Different ways to 
heal yourself. And from then on, you start doing this spider web, these little spider hands where you're just going left, right, left, right, up, down into these different uh, stems of information. And I found this quote, this article that was written about her. That's what it is looking back. It's fucking heartache. And the more and more I think about it is that, yes, I wouldn't mind many things at times with some past family family members. But to be honest, I'm scared. I'm scared to get hurt again. I've been building myself to where I I am and it feels like I'm going back more than a few steps. And, you know, it feels like it's going to be building myself up to where I'm like going back a few more steps to only gain a small little one. I get these thoughts, you know, from time to time, a little bit more than the fantasy than reality. I'm still being stubborn or am I being realistic? And I'm honestly... To this day, I'm still coping with loss and feeling isolated from back then. Sounds stupid, but when I dig deep with my feelings, I look back at my younger self and that's the way it feels. In a survey done, it's found that in older adults, older parents, about 12% of those were estranged from either one of their child or a couple of their children. It's the children they usually cut off contact. But only about 5-6% to of parents initiate this excommunication. Adult children... Mostly cut off parents because of abuse, ongoing toxic behaviors, or feeling unaccepted, or, it's a big one, unsupported. And researching this, one, one of these uh, participants said that the cumulative pain because of the past never went away, never was reconciled, never was discussed, never was apologized for, never acknowledged, nothing. I hope I can let it go but it never went away. This is from an article from the Scientific American. After reading that, I felt like somebody was following me around. But it just to show you that even though you're in your own feelings, you're in your own world, you're in your own trauma, this abuse, you're not alone. For everything that you feel, I guarantee there are hundreds, sadly, if not more thousands of people that feel the exact same way, that are in your boots, that are going through what you're going through pretty much down to the teeth. So all those people that get deep lost, commit suicide, it's very unfortunate. And definitely, if you know anybody like that, reach out. Don't be like that. What if I could have done something? I could have, you know, I should have said something. I should have been there. And unfortunately, sometimes some of these signs and signals go over our heads and, you know, things happen. Sometimes we beat up ourselves. Sometimes we beat ourselves up over some of these things a little bit more than we should. But, you know, that's life. You know, reach reach out a hand. Somebody's feeling a little bit stressed, a little anxiety. Fuck it. Talk to them. Say like, you know, what's going on? Even if you don't care. Because sometimes, you know, you don't care. You know, if, if you just be like a little, a little quick moment of, you know, hey, you're going through this, you know, vent to me for like two minutes. That could be in the world. Everybody needs to vent once in a while. You know, I have my wife that I talk, I could talk an ear off to. And sometimes, you know, I don't want to make her more sad or anything, but you know, she's there. She's there if I need to listen to. And everybody needs somebody to Vent off to. Unfortunately for me too, I have my wife and I have this podcast, so I want to talk to anything, you know, here I am. But you know, it's it's a bit common to know that I'm not the only one. Or my family isn't the only the first ones to do this. But it's a little bit sad, isn't it? But what can you do? It's part of life that I guess some see. I have friends who have a great family dynamic. Yeah, they have their little own issues and all that, which I think it's safe to say that every family has like the little own issues. But for the most part, it seems like their families are on the up and up. Even if you have parents or they have a step parent, it all seems like, it all seems good. But you know, everyone has their own thing behind closed doors. So there's that. 
So it, it's a part of life. Some see, some make it their peace and some move on. I had made my peace to the point where I don't see any of them ever again. I'm okay with it. Keep in mind, this was a hard choice for me to make. And it still kind of irks me. These people I grew up with, shared food with, laughed, cried, been through hard times, everything. And to say so long and goodbye, it's a heavy ass feeling. And it's sad, but I guess I'm okay with that. But it comes down to an example of what I set for my kids, how, how my kids should confront their issues they, they, you know, how we should confront issues we had with our family. And most importantly, definitely most important for me for this one is to stick up for yourself. Sometimes it comes later on in life to learn how to stick up for yourself. Sometimes you're in that moment and it's that sink or swim moment. But, you know, for myself, from many things with family, I just don't know. But I do get these thoughts. I talked to one of my aunts once in a while from that side. This cousin who my grandma used to call us Billy and Chuck from a, rest, a tag team in wrestling because we were always together. And whenever we would go out somewhere, you know, we we're probably up to no good or something was going to go go on, you know, something like that. I have his number. He's about like 40, 45. You know, not too older, but a little older. I, they're doing good and all that. But as for many, everyone else, nah, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to. I think this past, past year or so. One of my aunts got in a bad accident where I think she killed somebody. Um, of course, it wasn't it wasn't intentional. It was, you know, one of those freak medical emergency accidents, something like that. That's where I've gained from a couple articles that I read. But, you know, she was like paralyzed. She has five kids. Four of them were, they're of age. And the other one's still underage. But social services was called. Family was getting more divided, picking sides. And my aunt called and said, you know, I know you live in a different county, but... If worse comes to worse, would you mind, you know, watching the kid? And I'm ahead. I'm like, damn, nothing has changed. And I was so close to go see my aunt in the hospital because when it first happened, I heard things weren't looking, you know, too good. Wasn't moving anything from the neck down. You know, it was looking pretty bad. And I thought like, man, should I go over there and see, see how everything is? And you know, if I see the rest of my family, my uncle, fuck it. On my own ass adult, I'm going to be cold as hell to them. And they don't like it. I'm an adult. I'm going to bow down to you. Right? You know, something like that. And I already had that, that attitude in my head. And I was already ready for it, you know. But I was thinking, you know, maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I shouldn't. And I don't, going through a lot already meant I don't, want, I don't want this on my plate. But why I said, you know, maybe if, you know, prior to all this, she was good to you. You guys did get along. You loved her. And what if this is the last time? It'd be good to go say, you know, goodbyes or I don't know, whatever, right? I said, you know what? That don't sound bad. But I was talking to my aunt, my other aunt, since the aunt that got hurt was in the ICU, there's a limited amount of visitors. If you wanted to visit, you had to be put on the list. So my God, that's going to be a fight, a struggle, an extravaganza because I haven't seen the family in about a good 10 years. And to grace them with my presence will be something. And no, I don't want to deal through nothing. I want to be... I don't want to see my uncle start looking at me and start crying, like probably pop him or something. You know what I mean? No, nah, I won't do that. But in my head, you know, you can't stop him creating a little fake dream. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, uh, my was telling me, I guess she was getting better as the things progressed. She went through surgery. She came out through surgery. Okay. I guess they were giving her good odds to come out of that surgery. So she came out. Okay. I guess. But then all this drama started going on. I'm like, you know what? Just let me know how she is. And I'll see you guys later. Like, I don't know if that was a sign from God, sign from up above, but man, oh man, I felt like I dodged the bullet on there. 
same reason why I left in the first place. Nothing's changed and they're still repeating itself. No, like nothing's being learned. So, so like I kind of answered my own question, answered my own thought, but without really answering it because we're human. Sometimes we feel bad that at times we get lost and we got to remind ourselves of where we've come from and where we want to go. Right now I'm living in, I'm trying to live in the present and for the future. What's the future? I don't know. But I just know I got to live for it. Nah, uh, being here for my kids, trying to be keep healthy, try to stay good, you know, for the kids, for my wife, and you know, taking everything day by day, doing our new lessons that we can day by day, and that's all you can do. So that's unfortunate that this past is you know creeping up. This past is still with me, trying to attack my mental state, but you know, I stay resilient. I gotta stay on top of the game, so. And that's the best thing you can can add for yourself, you know? But again, thanks again for listening for another episode. And until next time, thank you.